Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. The World Series is going on. The Dodgers win another one. Let's talk about it. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. Thank you very much for joining us. My name's Jimmy. Jake's sitting next to me. Trevor is in California. Producer Bug Bug behind the dish. Coming to you live from the uh, studios, the Roosevelt Studios in Arlington. Trev is at the Magnum Condom Shed. Yes. I'm Mm. still here, baby. You look crispy Mm. today. Thanks. I feel great. I'm ready to go. I was telling you guys like hurricane force winds out here in California. So a little scary because uh, this is a old barn stable. And if a tree falls on it, I'll see you guys uh, in the next lifetime. How far is heaven? I, I would like to know, would you guys show up to my funeral? Like, would you guys be there? And yeah, like- man. Yeah, man. Content. Man. We're in, we only knew him for a brief amount of time, so it doesn't really. We're like tied in life events at this point. Like that's how deep we are, bro. It's true. Yeah. I don't know if I'd show up to your funeral. I'd have to think about it. I mean, we just brought this really sleek camera that Zach can like. You know, it wouldn't be. <laughs> we could just stream it. It'd be for content. It'd be for content. We could just content stream game it. Never sleeps, Trev. That's true. Um, that makes me feel better. You guys would be there. You ever like to picture Jake dead and oh. um, and the lady who did the makeup on his body just like just went crazy. It's yeah. Like, oh my god. Just like clowned him out in the coffin. Yeah. Great. <laughs> like, hey, never seen Jake look so fucking good. <laughs> trying to think what would be good. Just it would be trying to do somebody else's face would be the best. I just have you what like a you... clown. Yeah. No, I know that's good. Did he request? What would you this? be dressed in? <laughs> Maybe it's just drag. Maybe, Open casket, Jake. Like, what are you dressing in? I think I kind of like going full funeral drag now. It's like, wait, what does that mean? Chase went into Jake went into the just afterlife yourself, as a woman. You just call yourself Chase. Chase. <laughs> Chase Tingler. Chase. I think maybe I was thinking Lace, and then I combined it with Jake. I don't know. Chase. I'm always thinking. All right. Hey, the Dodgers won. Big time. Someone's, someone's grossed out by my feet. Yeah, I Whoa. got a comment on my shoes. They're trying to style me up because I've I've got old man shoes. I think twenty twenty outfit is your outfit is ridiculous. I think twenty twenty one. I'm going stylish. I think I'm going to be try to be stylish for a year, and then never again. You have like like quarantine put you into just a weird combination of up and bottoms. Oh yeah, like they never fit. Yeah. Nothing fits. Like, yeah, your lower half and your upper half, it just... They're always separate seasons, separate occasions. (laughs) Like, they're never on the same page. Believe me, I know. (laughs) All right. The Dodgers win. Jakey, do we have a burn? Oh, yeah. Here we go. For anyone that missed it, let's recap and listen to Jake. Burn. Game five. On your mark. Get set. Burn, Jakey Burn. What do you do for an encore following a historic game for? How about the old bull, Clayton Kershaw? The moment seems to find him versus the young calf, 
Tyler Glass now as both these guys try to fend off different sorts of playoff demons, new and old. Top one, I wonder if I'll Corey Seager again. Wow, little Lenny Kravitz early in the burn. RBI single. Glass now goes belly up in the first inning as Cody gets the RBI single. 2-0 after one. 3-0 after two. Cup check. Jockstrap Peterson. Jimmy taps a home run out. But the good Lord said it's time to raise up. The Yandy man can. A triple for the triceps. Randy Arozarena disappoints with only a single bummer. It's 3-2 Dodgers. But Manny Margot is on third. No outs. Wendell pop out. Adamas strikeout. Two outs. Come, Margot, and I want to go home. Manny tries to steal home. Muncie goes all school of rock and says, Step off! Step off! Kershaw makes the throw. Barnes with the tag. Baseball! Dustin's performance may come up big as Gonzalez and Trinan hold after him. Both bullpens hold the opposition scoreless, but the Dodgers had the mental fortitude to take game five. Four to two. Very nice. All right. Thank you. You're not into you're not into Lenny Kravitz, Trev. I think I am. I'm probably like more into Lenny Kravitz than the average person. Okay. Not that I like even have yeah. any of his songs on my phone, but like if I hear a Lenny song, I, I, I like it, I think. Who'd you use Lenny for? I only know a few, though. Uh, I used Lenny Kravitz for uh, Wonder If I'll Corey Seager again. All of my life. Where? Dude, that one time Lenny had like that blanket sweater thing mm. on. Do you guys remember that? You yeah, would, the scarf. You're definitely Lenny Kravitz's swag. Like, that's... Like, I don't like it for me, but for him, I think he'd he do yeah. whatever you want to do, man. Lenny Kravitz is up there on, like, guys my mom alluded to wanting to hook up with in my childhood. Well, you know, maybe yeah. she did. Yeah, she could have. Hot. Lenny and that my one mom. night when she went to the concert and was like, oh, my car broke down. Yeah. Jake, I won't be home for supper. <laughs> what are you guys talking about? I, you guys lost me. Uh, what did you think of this game? Four to two to the Dodgers. Game five. Dodgers one went away. The big play is the Manny Margot play. Um, yeah, that was it. I have Kevin Cash's post game up. Did you guys heard what he said about yeah. this at all? You have Trev. Yeah. So I have not. Have you, Jake? Okay. Can we play a little bit of it? Play it, baby. You know, take the off day and bounce back. Hand set, whatever he does, and I, I think Manny just called play, or was that he on his own? And what did you think of it if it was his own? Uh, yeah, you know, as a read, you know, I, I know Kershaw has the um, the real high hand set, whatever he does, and I, I think Manny just felt like he had a beat on it that he could time him up. Um, you know, frustrating inning. First man on third, no outs. Then first and third, no outs. Pop up, strikeout. And then get thrown out trying to do that. Uh, ideally, we got to find a way to, to get that guy in to, to tie the game right there. Thank you. So it wasn't a play. Everyone on Twitter was telling me it was a play. There's no way Manny goes on his own. We went on his own. That's kind of crazy. Had to. 
I mean, Coach Ballgame said he's the oohs and ahs guy, and you know, I, I, um, I don't. We talked about it last night on the stream. I don't. I don't hate it. I think that, you know, he knows the offense is struggling. He just saw guys strike out, pop up to the infield, and he's like, hey. And, and maybe he thought about it, and they maybe they've talked about it with Kershaw and the way he comes set that they could do something like that. Uh, or maybe he just thought of it in the moment. I'm not really sure. I don't think he's talked about it yet, but I think it was more of a we could the way you should look at it is Kershaw made a great play. Uh, I think Margot like did, I, I think he I think he had a great read on it and like I would venture out to say like seven out of ten times he's probably safe. Like Kershaw I, to be able to do that is very hard. I uh, I hear what you're saying, Trev, and I've said all those things about a lot of diving plays, a lot of like close steal attempts before where, you know, both sides had to make a good play, bad play. Usually if uh, uh, you send a guy home and he's out by less than, you know, a couple inches, I'm always like, well, it's not a bad send then because it was so close. You know, don't don't rip the third base coach. But stealing home in that instance, for me, it's hero or zero. And there's no of this like close you know, close is only for hand grenade stuff you could do about it because it completely changes the game and it's not necessary. <laughs> I mean, kiermeyer has been pretty good with the stick. So I understand he was like really close to it working. He timed it perfectly. I Kershaw did make a really good play, but because the outcome is it's the last out at home, it's, it's horrible. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I kind of split the gap a little slash maybe lean towards Trevor's side and this, this goes back to kind of everything we've been talking about. I mean, I, I think the Dodgers are a better team, and I think Manny Margot, if the Rays are going to do this thing, I think you kind of need something like that. And I I almost put more of the onus on Joey Wendell and Willie Adamas. I mean, Joey Wendell pops out to short. He gave it in a bat. Renfro also walked, and that's one of those. I almost want to go back and watch that at bat because if you're Hunter Renfro and you could have hit a long fly ball and gotten out on a pitch – that would have been more valuable than your walk. I know baseball kind of doesn't work like that, but it also does. Willie Adamas strikes out, you know, and Margo's on third. You're seeing it's lefty on lefty. I know Kiermaier has been a, a very much of a threat this postseason, but a guy not known for his hitting. And Margo's been making it happen. And Jim, like you're saying, the zero hero thing, I also agree with that. But I also like the Rays going for that move because I think that is one of their best options there. And, you know, our Dodger fans were hitting us up and they're like, oh, they let Kershaw off the hook. Yeah, a little bit. Kershaw also struck out Willie Adamas. Kershaw also got Joey Wendell to pop out to short. So Kershaw ends up with a really nice start in this game. He's having a really nice postseason. Um, I like it. I mean, I I don't want to kill him. I'm, I'm surprised people thought it was a called play because, I mean, how can you call a steal from home. Me too. I, well, I was, we were doing live streams. So I wasn't getting in a Twitter war with people, but I was like, uh, that makes sense. That's, you know, that's you, such a feel. You play. have to you feel it. You yeah. You cannot force a guy to and steal. He, he's really close. And hey, you know, kudos to Muncie who helped get Kershaw's attention. Kudos to Kershaw for stepping up and making that throw in a World Series game. And kudos to Barnes who, you know, Margo's coming in full speed. We, we saw, what was it, Will Smith the other day not squeeze the ball on the throw home for Muncie? Like, a catcher's glove is kind of a different thing. So, he makes the squeeze. He makes the tag. Um, 
I think it was, you know, you can't give Manny Margot credit because he got thrown out <laughs> stealing home in the World Series. You do have to give the credit to the Dodgers, but I'm I'm kind of not giving Manny hate. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I I I I said what I said. I mean, he had to run it by the third base coach. Typically, that's something that he would do. You know, he's in your ear, uh, in between pitches, and as soon as Renfro gets on first base and Kershaw has a a like a vantage point, has to go in the stretch, has to look over that way, he's going to give that big set. That he does the Kershaw set, and I'm I gotta be. I feel confident that he talked to the third base coach and was like, "Dude, I think I can steal home right here, or at least can get him to balk." That is maybe mm. that's how I would have approached it. Is Turner was uh, I don't know where he was playing. He was obviously off enough that Margot um, was able to get a big lead, so what you can do in that instance is break for home and try to get Kershaw just to step off and maybe Bach then stop. And maybe that would have been the better play and then let KK hit. And if he gets down to two strikes, you send Renfro, he gets in a run down at second base. Maybe you try to steal a run that way. Uh, but Margot made his decision. I think whether or not making the decision was the right move, the execution of it was right. Like he, he, read it right it just Kershaw just made a hell of a play so I think we can all we can argue all day about whether it was a it changed a, the game time we to do it on that you know he's out so we we know the outcome of it but um yeah I mean yeah that was that was that they that ending and I'll encompass all those things in, in, into one that ending was that was that was the ball game like they needed to tie the game up there uh, to start the game over, get the momentum, but they didn't. Yeah, the inning before, Trev, the third inning, we talked on the stream, and, and you were like, uh-oh, now Clayton's going to get roughed up too. And I said, he could have one bad inning as long as he doesn't have another bad inning, and it's not, and he can get himself to 6-2. He didn't get all the way to 6. I think he could have. Um, but this was their second chance. Like, if Margot stays there and Kiermaier bloops one or blasts one or does something, now Kershaw's had two innings where he gives up runs, and you wonder how much that changes his hook, how much that changes the rest of it. So just giving him outs on the base path in general, I think, was a dumb. Like, make him make him get the batter out. Uh, yeah, and If the, it would have happened with less than two outs, I would be 100% on your side. But when you get to two outs and you're on third base, you start to do some silly shit. Like I said, like, if Kiermaier gets the two strikes, they're going to send Hunter Renfro, and he's going to try to get in a rundown. You're going to try to steal a run any way you can. Um, so I think, I mean, I don't know. You're, everyone's going to have a different opinion on it. I'll, Obviously I'll, it didn't work. So like Trevor, that's the main thing I'll, I'll relate it to what we talked about the other day. You can you referenced the Alex Gordon play, uh, in that San yeah. Francisco world series a couple years ago where Alex Gordon ends up on third and it becomes that never ending mystery. Does he get pegged at the play or is it like the Randy Rosarena play where baseball happens and things get crazy? They tried to make that happen. And I think if it was the Dodgers trying to make that happen, I'd be sitting here saying like Dodgers, you guys are a better team. You don't have to be digging yeah. for stealing home, but the Rays, you know, they are outgunned. So they got to pull out some tricks. So that's, that's where I give them a little credit. And I mean, bringing it back into this, this game path, we were, what, 3-2 in the third inning? Um, and if I told you guys that, I mean, we would be saying, okay, this game is going to be insanity. We're probably going to end up at 10-9. Uh, 
Uh, so kudos to the starting pitchers for kind of dialing it back in. Glass now after the tough start. Kershaw with just a good start in general. And then both bullpens, man. How about that? We, uh, you know, as not not really a Jakey joke, just Jakey who loses a lot of bets uh, in the pregame show. I was saying everything points to the over. That's when sports strike and the under comes in. And these bullpens both go shutty after getting roughed up the entire series. Well, they they <clears throat> they didn't use um, the Rays didn't use Anderson or Fairbanks. Um, Castillo has a nice bounce back loop, just doing what he does. And how about Sheriff? <laughs> Fucking loop, man! Get out of here. He's their so best, this is interesting. You know, we're talking about Castillo, and you know he's he pitched back to back days. Has the update? He pitched one and a third innings and threw eight pitches. Yeah. That's got to make Cash feel really good about bringing him back after the off day. Like they're 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 fully guns, ready to go. Uh, and so it's gonna be. Yeah, the only problem is now bullpen against Dodgers bullpen. They use their. Uh, they need to flip their winning formula and their losing formula because these guys are better than uh, bringing Anderson into a game. Like if like the Tampa Bay Rays are thinking we got Snell, we got Anderson for two. It's like okay. <laughs> They need, they need, and this will be a preview in game six when we do it tomorrow, but, and we, we said this two games ago, you need to find a lane for Anderson to succeed. Like, I don't, I don't know if it's, Hey dude, if we need to get out of an inning and Pollock and Kike are there, it's all you. I wouldn't use him, but you got the off day. Now you got a lot of people rested. Everyone that pitched in the game we're recapping now, I wouldn't use Anderson tomorrow. Or the rest of the way. I, I think they're going to. I mean, run. he was a guy who's their best reliever during the season. If, oh. if you can find him a two-out lane or even a one-out lane in game six that you could potentially have him available for game seven, I think that could be impactful. I would I would agree with you that they are going to use him. I, would, I wouldn't do it if I was them, but we'll see. The Dodgers have a plan, and they get to stick to it, and it works pretty good. They go Kershaw to Dustin May. Which I I said I thought was going to be the plan, but I'm a little confused why you would do that now, knowing Urias is pitching or knowing Gonzalez, um, Gonsolin is pitching game six, and last time they stacked those two guys, so I wonder what the plan is with Gonsolin in game six now. But May looked good; he needed that. He needed to go out there and look good and get some results. He goes one point two, only gave up one hit. Gonzalez comes in for for his guys, and then Trinan comes in to end it. They Save Gratterall for game six um, after uh, Gonsolin. But I don't know how they're going to bridge that gap. I guess we'll figure that out when we get there. But I think they had a plan, and it worked pretty well. Dave Roberts, your guy, Trev. Yeah, I mean, look, he he um, he kind of went in the middle of what I said. He had a decision to make. Do you let Kershaw, if he's humming, go through the batting order the third time? He ended up going... Three batters in, I believe. So he faced the top three of the order uh, for the third time. And he, he looked good. He had a couple instances where he we thought, hey, maybe things are about to unravel. But he locked it up, did get that big out of Margot on the base pass. And um, I think what Jim mentioned last night was uh, really smart. Um, bringing in May for the one out, then next inning, he doesn't have to face three batters if he gets into trouble i think that is something they did probably talk about and probably did have planned we've been seeing that a lot bringing a guy in just for the last out 
So the three batter minimum rule doesn't apply to him anymore for the next inning. Yes. So I think that was really smart. So yeah, in the end, Kershaw sort of goes through the order a third time, sort of doesn't. I think it was perfect for Roberts. Like, hey, like I do have faith in my guy. I did let him face those batters, but he did get him out at the opportune time. Now I'm he's looking, you know, after game whatever it was where he looked really bad taking guys out and missing with the bullpen. I think that was game four. Uh, he looked great today, like or game five. He didn't, he didn't get in the way of his players. How about that? And he managed the bullpen perfectly. They went out and performed, so that always helps a manager. Um, but he is one win away from shutting everybody up. A little bit. Some of his comments still are like bad. Whereas if I think they linger a little bit, but yeah, and and it comes down to the players performing, and because I think easily. If Dustin May gives you what he's given you the last three outings, easily, I'm saying is a dumb decision by Roberts. I said they shouldn't have done it. So, uh, so credit to Dustin May for doing it. I guess Roberts for giving credit to him. But I didn't. I didn't agree with that decision. But it worked out. But I still don't <clears throat> get it, knowing they're going Gonsolin in Game Four or, or Six because those guys were the piggyback. Well, I, I think what it is is that they believe in. They do believe in Dustin May, and this kind of goes into what's been my young guy postseason speeches. This time of year, you go to the most talented guy, and that's we normally see young guys get the chance to build themselves up through the season. We didn't get that this year. So I think, and again, it, it, it got some groans and stuff out of us. I think the Dodgers, I don't want to say they're okay losing game six, but they're okay losing game six, and I think you have Dustin May kind of fully ready to go for game seven if you need them. I, I, I do think they're, like, if if they have the chance to get, win game six, they're going to go for it, and that's obvious. You can win the World Series. But if they go down, I don't think they're going to mind not using, you know, Dustin May, who they like, or maybe Bruce Starr again or whatever it is. Like, I think it's this new age of baseball we're seeing that. Yeah, I think it's going to be, like, Bueller for seven, Bruce Starr trying to well, they, you well know, they if also we get have, to games, I, I'm giving this a little bit of thought now. Uh, the way the Rays like to stack the lineups, if you have Gonsolin and May, those guys throw pretty similarly. Maybe not you know, to the extent of the velocity, but they're both right-handed. They both kind of have that two-seamer. I'm not so sure they won't bring Urias back on really short rest to back up for a couple innings. Uh, Gonsolin. Yeah. He threw 80 pitches uh, on the 24th, so we'll have a couple days rest. Maybe he can get through two. Maybe they, that's the extra look they need, the different look they need. Or they could be saving him for Game 7, and they were going to go Bueller Urias, <clears throat> Bruce Starr, and they can use other guys uh, That makes more tomorrow. sense to me. I, yeah. I don't know, though. I have no idea. We'll see. 80 pitches on the 24th. It might be a little too short to bring him back for Game 6. Definitely Game 7. He's going to be ready to go. Um, but maybe, maybe he's, that was the plan. Like we don't want to put Gonsolin and May back to back because the Rays can plan for that. Mm. It's a little bit of chess, uh, playing that the Dodgers are doing. We'll see. And then <clears throat> they have Snell in game six, man. Let's talk about Glasnow and Kershaw a little bit, but before that first, Jake's going to tell you about DraftKings. He, my DraftKings, and you say, I'm a DraftKings, Trev. You know this season's in full swing, and the action is still mm-hmm. unfolding. So head over to the DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app with so many storylines across both professional and collegiate sports. Trev, your Big Ten is back. 
Is the Pac-12 back? Did they figure it out? November 7th. Wow. So it's time to check out all DraftKings Sportsbook has to offer. If you haven't tried the app yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. To celebrate the showdown in Happy Valley, holy cow, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users a chance to turn $1 into $100 when placing a bet on either the Buckeyes of Ohio State or the Nittany Lions of Penn State. Additionally, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users a chance to receive a sign-up bonus of $1,000. Top of these great offers, DraftKings offers odds boost every Sunday to help you make it rain. DraftKings is safe, reliable, secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code JUMBOY when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. Pick either Penn State or Ohio State. Bet $1.00. You can win 100 if they win, Trev. That's $1 to win $100 when you use promo code JUMBOY during sign-up. Limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey-only bonus comprised of first-time deposit and a first bet match each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gaming problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Oh, 1-800-GAMBLER. Ooh. Seriously, guys. Thank you very much, Jake. No problem. Did you pee? No, I got water. My my throat was dry. There's a little Gatorade there, too, for you. Oh, and I said water. I couldn't find water, so I got Gatorade. <laughs> hey, I've I got... went for water. I got Gatorade. I've got something that, just going through the box score now, um, you know, because a lot happens during a baseball game. Three and a half hours, coach ball game saying stuff on the live stream. Who knows? Uh, how about the first batter of the game? Mookie Betts, eight pitches... And hits the double off glass. Now again, you you do this baseball butterfly effect, and you see glass now settle down, and Belly hits the infield single on him. Um, you know that <laughs> that Mookie Betts leadoff double probably doesn't get a lot of highlights, but I mean that sets the tone off of Glass now's playoff stuff. <clears throat> An eight pitch at bat to start the game with the leadoff double. That's that's setting the tone. Two pitches later, Mookie scores, and it's one nothing. <clears throat> And Glass now has another bad outing. Yeah, I mean his his postseason stats now are garbage. He's got six two eight ERA in twenty eight innings. He's uh, started six games and given up twenty earned runs beyond bad. And I felt bad for him yesterday because there was a, a moment after Jock hit the 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 leadoff home run in the second inning. You know, 34 pitches in the first and and two earned runs, and okay, put that behind me. I got to move forward. Let's just have a clean inning, you know, and then the first batter goes deep. And then he four-pitch walks Barnes right behind him, and they were doing close-ups on his face, and it was just kind of a, a guy who was like, what the fuck's going on? Having a bad time. Having a bad time, yeah. Um so I felt bad for him, and then I felt good for him because he did buckle down a little bit after that jock home run. He puts two guys on base, but he gets out of it. He gets Turner to fly out in the third inning. He leads off with a single again, uh, but then gets out of that, and then and then we're like, okay, you know, been a while since he allowed a run, even though he wasn't good. Like, looking back on it now, Trev, it's funny that you and I were like, okay, maybe you put the demons aside because then he got a one, two, three inning. But uh, besides the fourth inning, he didn't really have a, a good inning. Uh, and then when Muncy hits that home run, 
and that comes right after the Margot out at home. And it's like, you know, this is just a Dodgers game. It's a turn. The bottom line is <clears throat> this guy walks too many people. Like you can go like he also gives up a few too many home runs, but the walks, you just can't have that. You're putting guys on base for free and they come around to score more often than not. The one Jim, you always like to bring up 12 games in 2019 is the only time he's been an exceptional pitcher in the big leagues. Well, his walks per nine were 2.1 lowest of his career every other year they've been over three per nine and that's just not good this year they're at three and a half in the playoffs i'm sure they're more so you just he has electric stuff um he did it for those 12 games but unless he figures out how to command his stuff we're going to be thinking about tyler glass now as a flash in the pan and that's not what i think he is or what he can be but until you make an adjustment start controlling your stuff you're going to, I mean, he's, you're going to be a four ERA guy, four and above ERA guy. When that, that is not like Jim, you've pointed out so beautifully this whole posting. That's not what he gets touted as. Mm-mm. He gets touted as an ace and he's not. He's only been for 12 games. I am, you've totally, I mean, you were right. And he's proved you right this postseason. It's, uh, it sucks because I don't, want to be like just a jerk to guys um but people were really high on him and i didn't get it and i got it because the stuff looks good but yeah i don't know man. the media is partially to blame well you see 25 years old this guy goes to a new organization has a you know revamps his career and kind of maybe finds it that's a story that's very common in major league baseball so you know it's it's i think it's okay to be optimistic about him. But then, yeah, this year he kind of reverted back to where he's always been. You know, he had a 408 um, this year, which is in line with a 443 career ERA. The walks were back up. The strikeouts were really high this year, but that doesn't matter when you're walking a ton of people and you're still giving up homers at the clip that he does. Um, Second highest of his career this year, uh, 1.7 homer per nine. It's a recipe for, you know, a mediocre pitcher. So he has to figure all that stuff out. Yeah, I mean, if you really deep dive into those that 2019 season as well, you you won't you won't come out like I don't know. You'll come out more on our side of things. You only had five. I think it's only, pretty. I mean, it's pretty good. Yeah, but go look at the innings. He only had five games where he saw the sixth inning. That was a lot of pitches, man. Yeah, walking guys. You know that's. He, and I, we talked about it on the stream last night. He's one of those guys, long kind of arm. Coach Ballgame alluded to the smooth delivery. It it lends itself uh, to the batter being able to see the ball well. doesn't matter that he's throwing 100. doesn't matter that he's got a disgusting curveball. If you can pick out his pitches early, these are big league hitters, man. Like this isn't this isn't rec league. You know, like he's these guys are just as good as him. So if you're not able to locate your pitches, you are going to get banged. And we've seen it time and time again. Velo does allow you a little bit more leeway there, but not enough. Yeah. It's the show. He's also not young and not a rookie, and that's also kind of how they treated him as well. So that was kind of weird to me. He's more like Giolito. Giolito and him are, are similar, but Giolito actually gets better results if you really go down to it. Well, Giolito made a mechanical adjustment. Maybe we're going to see Tyler Glass now figure something out. Well, he now, made some he adjustment because he has the ability. He's right? better than he was when he was with the Pirates, but a lot of people act like this, like 
you know, this is his first or second year. He's been pitching. Not, in the, you know, the, the funny thing is he's not that much better. If you really look, he had a really bad year. In, I just said uh, Giolito was better. <laughs> I just said Giolito's huh? better. I just said Giolito's better. They're the same guy, but Giolito gets better results. Oh, no, I thought you were talking about Glass now. I'm saying Glass now is kind of the same pitcher he was in Pittsburgh. Oh, oh. Like, he had the 2019 outlier year. Uh, then he had one year in Pittsburgh that on the opposite end of the spectrum, an outlier, where he had a 7-6-9 year, right? In 15 games started, or 13 games started, excuse me. But other than that, 4.24, 4.27, 4.34, 4.2, uh, and then a 4.0. The only thing I think Jake has brought this up before is that he is super tall, and we've seen tall players like that. Um, oh, Trev's gone. I'll be back. Well, we've seen tall players like that take longer to figure out their body. It takes a while, and, you know, you mentioned the 2019 stretch where, you know, things come together, and that's baseball a little bit, and maybe with his adjustments, the game also caught up to him, kind of that rookie second time through. Um, but also, you know, some of the innings pitch stuff, like, that's what the Rays do as well. You know, we we go through some of Snell seasons, and it's like, what? <laughs> I kind of hate the Rays. Though. Yeah, I know it's 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 the Rays a little bit. So uh, he's got all the talent in the world. And hey, you know, if if this is a spin zone for Rays fans slash Tyler Glass now, if this does go seven, uh, that big boy is going to be ready out of the pen, and that actually might be that that might be a really good role for him if the race can get to game 7 and they could find a lane for Tyler Glass now to empty the tank for one inning i think he you know could show the world how he is so talented and that two pitch mix would play up but rays got to get to game 7 to to make something like that even an option Tyler Glass now 2020 is over Jake Trevor i'm i mean it is if you're cash you're going to bring that guy in in game 7 if you need bullets, yeah. I mean, what, were you going extra innings or something? <laughs> I mean, I think if you use Glass now and Anderson again, if I'm a Rays fan, I mean, I think that's like you point the finger at the cash and the analytics people and be like, you're idiots. Well, Nick Anderson's going to have to pitch again at some point. It's the World Series. Empty the tank. But you don't want to empty the I good don't. tank, not the bad tank. Well, you got to get through game six and see what's available. This is, yeah, I mean, and if you could get Tyler Glass now pumping a hunch and snapping curves for, I love that Jake. I love it. I just don't think we're gonna see it. Maybe that is his future. Maybe he's, hey man, the, the starting pitcher gig may not be your thing. I think the but starting dude, pitching hey, gig gig is people gonna be pay, his people thing. pay for four for four ERAs. What so. you missed, Trev, while I was gone is while you were gone is you know he is super tall, and Jake has said this before. There's a history in baseball of super tall pitchers not figuring it out until like they're 30 years old because they just got to control, figure out their body for a while. A lot of moving parts. Like Randy Johnson up until um, he was like 30. Like the stats aren't amazing. Chris Martin, who's on the Braves now. I mean, he, you know, tall guy that took a while to figure it out. There's, there's literally more moving parts. Yeah. Yup. Um, all right. Well, what else do we got? Kershaw good, was good. Good for Clayton, man. I mean, 5.2, two earned runs. Again, it it doesn't look like one of those flashy all-time starts, but this is also modern baseball. That's that's all you get. He doesn't even get the shot to get the the six, the full six inning. So Justin Turner wanted it. You could see Justin yeah. Turner saying, uh, you can get this motherfucker on the mound. 
I think it was more I, strategy I love that than sentiment, not believing uh, sentiment and a lot of like former players on Twitter were like, you got to leave him in. You got to leave him in. And, and like, that is how the game used to be played. And we, I know Kershaw's earned everything in baseball. I mean, he's earned everything, everything. you could ever earn in baseball. Everything. So like, yes, if there's one guy, like it could be Kershaw, but we've seen it time and time again, man. It's not the time for puffing your chest out or making decisions based on what he's done in the past. Like it's, it's, we got to win this game today. What's the best thing for our team today? And I think that's how you have to approach managing in the playoffs and the world series in particular. Uh, So I think uh, he had a great postseason, and I think Roberts finally handled in the, the correct way. Yeah, but if they win the World Series now, and you could look back and say, postseason Kershaw is a champion. Mm. What's his ERA Not so yet. far this this postseason? Two nine three now. He dropped it below three. Yeah, they showed nice. they showed it really. Yeah, it was two nine something like that. Ten earned runs. I'm happy for him, man. Five that guy's, starts. He's you know in LA. He's known as uh, very charitable, and I think everyone kind of obviously everyone loves him in LA, but around the game as well. So it's, it's nice to see him getting some, some love mm. in the postseason. I have no idea. Someone, someone tweeted out, I forget where I read it. I'd give him credit if I remembered. Maybe it was Carabas. Something like, uh, there's no way we don't see Bueller versus Morton in game seven, right? And that made me think that's a hell of a matchup. Yeah. That's like a great thing. If that was to happen for baseball and stuff, I don't I don't see how the Rays win game six. They would just need another crazy thing to happen. Another thing that's like, oh, I can't predict that. Like Margot needs to be safe stealing home and then throw it around. I just don't see it. I mean the Rays won game two, right? Yeah, one game two, six to four. Like, yeah. like really they won that game, there. and it's kind of the same thing with almost I think the Dodgers less willing to use weapons. Yeah, I mean um, game two is where we disagreed where the Rays won, but I didn't think the Dodgers had anything to worry about because it's Gonsolin, Floro, Kelly. I mean, you might see that again. No, but you're if, missing if, the if, fact. Look, they went. They didn't go Floro, Kelly. They went Victor Gonzalez, Dustin May, like same guys they used yesterday. Dustin May's turnaround was, was pretty huge. Um, they need Gonsolin to pitch more than 1.1. They need like to actually get Gonsolin yeah. some innings there. Uh, and that's the other thing. Like, Gonsolin... Again, I think there is this world where teams believe in them setting themselves up for Game 7 where they could throw Tony G out there for four innings, and if they, he gives up four runs, it kind of is what it is. Like, I, yeah, I, the I don't Rays know. just need to stop the Dodgers' bats. Yeah, and hey, Snell's done that. And, I mean, it, it can, you know, it's the same formula. Same formula. Snell, go do your thing, get a lead. If they're out in front, the Dodgers aren't going to use their good pen in game six, because all the analytics say, don't, you know, if you throw back-to-back days, you're not going to be as good. If you're the Rays, you have to get up early in game six. And then I think you're kind of in a good spot. Yeah, And the postseason's rigged, so we pretty much know it's going to go to a game seven. Yeah. Well, we'll be at game six, so hopefully we get some crazy shit again. Mm. Love that. I think now now we're in home run territory. Yes. We thought, yo, Trev, when we clicked on the seating chart, yeah. we definitely clicked a section that was to the left of the foul pole and home run. 
Bill, we showed up. We were in foul territory. MLB duped us. Yeah, that was kind of fucked up. Rob, Rob's always sticking his you know hands where they don't belong. What's that? What's that place called? Globe Life. Really wish. Strange. I just said that. Really wish. I retract that statement. Wasn't the last one called Globe Life? Are there two now? One's Globe Life Park. One's Globe Life Field. Yeah. Was original. It was ballpark in Arlington for years. Yes. Went Pudge. I mean, Juan Gonzalez, Trevor. You had a lot I've of him in, in your game. There. Of course I've been in the seats there. You had a lot of Juan Gonzalez in your game. He's got some years, man. Oh, my God. That's a good baseball reference. Those boys used to hit. They were good. All right. I think that wraps up everything from this game. That steal is like the biggest play. Oh, I saw. Oh, hey, you guys. It's me, Jake. I saw uh, Petriello had an article today. It was like the the play that you you probably missed but was an important play, something like that. That's definitely not what he titled it. Uh, we all kind of had this reaction live. The Cody Bellinger catch on the Brandon Lau kind of jam shot, I think it was off of May. Um, yeah. You know, again, and do what you want with defensive analytics, but this was the catch probability stuff, which I do like. It brings in a lot of factors. Uh, that was a 48% catch. I t- it, on that five-star catch scale, it was a four-star catch. Uh and he hit Petriello's article is really good on it. Bellinger got an incredible jump, um, and he's you know one of the top sprint speed guys in the game. And they he he put some links in there that showed Harrison Bader, who's a great defender, um, you know, not catch a very similar ball, same exit velocity, blah blah blah. Um, and it it was just an interesting read because you know if Bellinger yeah. doesn't get a good jump on that, he catches it standing up in full sprint. Um, if he doesn't get a good jump on that, that becomes very much a coin flip catch. He does. And by the way, going back to the game before, the Rays miracle, Chris Taylor was in center field. Bellinger back in there. Um, a play that goes overlooked um, that in other situations would not. Probably bow legged out there. Mm. Love it. Who's the MVP right now? Seeger? Ooh. Kershaw? I think it's Seeger. Um, Bueller, if he comes and deals, and Seager and Turner kind of don't show up the next two games, and Bueller seals the deal, maybe he could steal it. Um, I think Seager right now is the guy. I mean, yeah. Undecided. Win it in game six. Whoever does it gets it. Or it's I mean, Walker Bueller. He's got a one, a one dot in the postseason. <sighs> 344, 434 on base, 781 slugging. I mean, he's doing it. Yeah, but the Kershaw's a better narrative. Give me game seven, Walker Beeler. Corey Seager might say, hey, just give it to Kersh. No, I don't want to deal with this. Just give it to Kersh. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I'm about to get paid anyway. Who's got the most hits for the Dodgers? Seager? Seager and Turner tied. They both have two home runs. What is this all about? What's this all about? How are they? Turner's got eight hits. Seager's got eight hits. Turner's got four doubles and two home runs. Seager's got two home runs and six singles. Seager's outslugging him. Is that total postseason or is it? No, just the World Series. I don't know. 
Sorry, right, well, I got to go return my That doesn't make RV. any sense. Trev's returning his RV. That doesn't make any sense. We will see you guys. Jimmy's Not gonna, a math pod. Jimmy's going to fight baseball reference. How does slugging percentage work? I know how Send it does. Send them an email. Like, I like when you contact them. Yeah, I DM. I think that makes their day, too. I DM baseball. I, I DM baseball. <laughs> I, I've DM baseball reference a couple times. Mostly not complaining. Most like, hey, where can I find this stat? And then they help me out. Tune in for the pregame show tomorrow before game six. We'll be going to the game. Trevor Plouffe trying to find a streaming situation. We might set that up um, from his Trojan condom lair in Cal- Calabasti. So, um, thank you, I'm guys. I'm also dro- my, dropping my mail-in ballot today. Go uh, vote. Rock vote the vote. For Jake. Right no, in, Jake. No, Trevor. Vote, right, Jake in. no, Trevor. No, Trevor. That's how he won class okay, secretary. Okay, write me in. Kind of the thing. Class president, thank you. Um, what? Oh, yeah, we can't. None of us are old enough. Never mind. Yeah. So Yeezy it is. The Yeez, man. All right, guys. I love you. Are you trying to get whatever this is in before we wrap up? No, I'm doing this for my own sake. Okay. Well, let's say goodbye to everyone. Goodbye. The at-bats are different, so I guess that's different. more walks how does that that doesn't come into slugging chick sucks slugging per at bat makes sense let me see right? those pipes Jake let me see those pipes bro come on give me it to me Ooh. not good injured hurt <laughs> <laughs>